All right, thanks for joining us today. This is the second interview with Kate Monahan, the uh, playwright who uh, did uh, uh, The O'Malley Gambit, which will be staged uh, uh, in two weeks at uh, the Reedy Point Players. So without any further ado, here is uh, Kate Monahan. Well, I did not know Reedy Point, but I know Ruth Brown. Ruth and I have worked together on stage and off stage for all the years I lived in Delaware. And um, I don't know if you're aware that one of the actors in the cast is my brother, Dan. No. Okay, my brother, Dan, and and I have, oh, we've worked together on many shows. And when I thought this script was ready for production, I, because I respect him as an actor so much, I said, take a look at this and see what you think about it. And he sent it to Ruth. And okay. Ruth then went looking for a place that was willing. It's, it's, we, everybody involved here recognizes what a risk a theater takes in producing a play that nobody's ever heard of. Sure. All right. So Ruth went looking for a theater that was ready to take that risk. <laughs> and she found you guys. Yeah. yeah. We have a... Uh... Uh, no, we have a pretty good pat myself on the back. We have a pretty good history of doing um, never, never previously produced, published mm-hmm. works or whatever. How do you mm-hmm. phrase that? New stuff, original stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you used to live. Uh, so you used to live in Delaware. Whereabouts? Well, let me see. When we first moved, my, I am a Dupont wife. Right. Okay. My husband's career was with Dupont. So right. when uh, when we first moved to Delaware, we were living in Heritage Park. And then we bought a house. Well, we bought a house in Heritage Park. We rented, then bought, and then we were transferred out, as happened in those days. And we called ourselves corporate gypsies. Okay. We were transferred to Texas. We lived in Texas for a couple of years. And we moved back. We moved to a house in Arundel. And then we were transferred to West Virginia. And then we moved back and we bought a house in the Brandywine Hundred in a, a development called Northminster. Okay. And we lived there for 15 years. I mean, that was just yep. amazing. And when our youngest child finished high school, we moved, we decided we we were looking for a different kind of house and we found it just over the border in Pennsylvania, up toward Westchester. Yep. So we lived there for some time. And then we moved, moved back to Delaware uh, because I had retired. One of the reasons we moved over the line was I was working in Malvern at the time and Joe was working at Chestnut Run. And so it basically divided our commute. Each of us had a 12 mile commute each way. And when I retired, yes, I know. (laughs) Hey, when you, when you spend a lot of your career life in towns of 50,000 or less, you're used to being able to get to work in 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. you. Know, I, 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 I spent, like I said, but, I was in the Army for 20 years. I spent 12 of them in uh, Helena, Montana. There. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's beautiful country. <laughs> yes, it is. So. It was just pure dumb luck is what it was. But anyway. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, we moved back to Delaware. And then we always knew we wanted to come back to Charlottesville. We, right. When we were first married, we lived here when Joe was in graduate school. Now, and, what did you do when you uh, uh, when you said that you were a you had a job? What was it? Uh, I was I I was the associate marketing director and the ghostwriter for the CEO of a small 
independent financial consulting firm oh, for managed money. Yes. That's great. I My writing uh, in those days was not fictional. <laughs> was, oh, I get it. I get it. it was, I was, I had a very brilliant CEO, a, a man probably half a generation younger than me, really a brilliant guy, but it, it, it wasn't, first of all, it wasn't a good use of his time for him to sit down and write an article for a magazine. Right, Roger. It made a lot more sense for him to sit and talk to me for 20 minutes, and then I would go away and spend several hours writing a, an article that he would then read and say, change this word and change that word and okay, send it in, right? So so that was that was my work was marketing writing and which wasn't well not fictional was sometimes a little overblown and okay. uh, and this no way would marketing be overblown no way. Oh, right. <laughs> just, so. uh, let me ask something else um this is this your first play you've written no no i the first play i wrote was a one-act play that i wrote when I, I went back to school and got my master's degree after my youngest child graduated from college one in what uh, in it, well, the degree is in English. The concentration was in creative writing. Wonderful. Okay. And and uh, so I wrote my first play as my thesis project for Roger. my master's degree, and that was a one act play that that was well, it was produced. I wrote it in two thousand. I think it was the two thousand one Delaware One Act Play Festival. Okay. It it it. I did it. I directed it for the Drama League, and it won their competition, and then it won the state competition, and then it went to the regionals and got blown out of the water. Right. So, but it was a nice time while it lasted. Yeah. It's had several other productions. This is only my second full-length play. Okay, that was our second interview with Kate Monahan, who's giving us a little background on uh, uh, herself and uh, why we point and that kind of thing. Remember. Uh, uh, the first week in April, the uh, the show starts, and uh, we will be uh, posting the um, uh, ticks and times information initially. Remember, as always, our uh, a big thanks to our special friends at uh, Theme Music Archive, and especially today, Howie and Ann Mitchell, who's uh, the Irish washerwoman who was recording in 1968. Okay, thank you, and more to come.